0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on everybody? This is episode 22. All right, so everybody, you know my guest very well. Her episode was one of the most popular, if not the most popular Elijah Fire episode to date. Um, So she doesn't really need an introduction, but she's uh, a talented musician. She also works with Robin Robin, and Robin Bullock um, at Church International and 11th Hour. Uh, so let's give it up for my guest today, Krista J. Bullock.
2: Shalom.
1: Shalom. Yes.
2: Ha- has your wife gotten that yet?
1: She hasn't. I think she 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 can do it on one hand. She can't do two hands. I think it's her left hand. Well, that's hand okay. Do.
2: Just do one. Yes, yeah. that's, that's all you need. Just yeah. do one.
1: Yeah, fun What's fact happening? though, uh, in the newest Star Trek movie, the guy who does, who plays Spock can't do mm-hmm. this, and so they had to glue his hand together so that he could actually do the little fun fact. Why Don't right? they
2: just cast all of us? Yeah, to, we to can be in Star in, Trek. Yeah, let's we'll do be, it. I mean, yeah. I would rather be in a Star Wars movie, yes. but you know, it's it's yes. fun. I found out that you were a big Star Wars fan by oh, the way. Yeah. I I knew we were friends, Jeff. I knew. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. I am a huge Star Wars fan. So that's, that's like the ultimate story of good and evil. It's awesome. It really is.
2: It it really is. That's a a wonderful way of putting it. And just so you know, I have my own lightsaber. Do you? Oh, I do. I do as well. I also
1: have for those Mandalorian fans out there. I have the dark saber as well. Uh-huh. So I don't want to brag, but I rule a planet okay, now.
2: So, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> you got it, you got it. Yeah, so. let's move on from that.
1: Yes, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, you know. Um, okay, well, I'm really excited about about this episode. Um, well, actually, before um, before we get into that, there are some people watching this for the first time. So, give a little introduction again of who you are. I gave a little bit, but go ahead, go ahead and uh, fill in the details.
2: Well, for all of you who are just tuning in to Elijah Fire, which you have just made a wonderful decision by tuning in and subscribing to this awesome channel with one of the coolest intros out of pretty, any cool. show that there is. And yeah. uh, and he didn't pay me to say that either. I didn't. <laughs> but it, it's absolutely awesome. But my name is Krista Bullock. I am the daughter of Robin and Robin Bullock. And if you don't know who they are, you can go to the Robin D. Bullock YouTube channel and watch the 11th hour. Uh, he's also on the intelligence briefing on larger stream, so we're all kind of connected here. And uh, I play the drums on the 11th hour, and I'll also minister here at Church International on mm. Sunday morning. So if you want to go and check out a service, go to Church International on YouTube and, and subscribe to both of those channels That's also, right. and right. you can
1: see me there too Yep, links are in the description people yeah yeah, it's all there so now i question would you consider yourself what do you (laughs) consider yourself obviously like your dad is considers himself a prophet right i mean he is one um Uh, yes (laughs) yeah but uh, just to clarify he is yeah he Uh, is um, but like what would you classify yourself as a teacher um musician obviously
2: um you know i haven't I haven't straight heard the call from God as far as "Hey, this is who you are in the fivefold ministry." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But ever since I was little, I was uh, I was around two, three years old. I I went to a church that my parents were ministering at, and this man who was the pastor of the church, he had just a tiny little pulpit, just a I mean a tiny one. And I said, "I want a pulpit like that." I said because I'm a preacher and i want to be a preacher mm-hmm. and so and one one day i was um ministering on on stage here at our church and my dad looked at me and he was like preach preacher go and so i guess if i i would consider myself anything i when the the call to preach comes on me you can't shut it up yeah. <laughs> so no that's, and it's
1: fiery too so it's you got a gift
2: well i i'm we give all the credit to the Lord because uh, I couldn't even open my mouth and say anything that made sense without yeah. him. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: so, well, I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah. Um, let me just kind of pull the- I realize I don't have my notes kind of situated properly. How unprepared of me. Okay. It's so um, the first point, and it was kind of funny because we were having a conversation about this backstage. Um, but it's about knowing who your enemy is. So talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that.
2: Well, you know, obviously we have an enemy out there. And, uh, you know, we, we fight. And it's like, like Star Wars. You know, this is the ultimate fight between good and evil. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you and I, we fight for the good side. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we fight for the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and we, we fight on his side. But no matter what side you're on, you have an enemy. You know, those on the dark side, they consider us, you yep. know, their they're enemy. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I hate, I hate to break it to them, but we win. But, you know, it's kind of a fixed thing. Yep. But, but we, we do have an enemy. And before you can even begin to fight in a war because if you hadn't looked outside lately, if you hadn't turned on your TV, if you hadn't watched any of these streams or anything, we're in a war. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's one every single day and we're we're fighting for we're fighting for this nation. We're fighting mm-hmm. for the future generations to come. Most importantly, the future generations to come. And you know, we're we're literally like President Reagan said, we're one generation away from freedom being extinct. Yeah. And so, you know, we're we're in a battle right now, literally for the soul of this nation and to turn it back to what it was, what it was supposed to be. And you know. Uh, the I don't mean to get political here but no, hey, go you for know it. the the fraudulent president who is yeah. in in the in the seat at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, when he was campaigning his his sign said the battle for the soul of a nation.
1: Yeah, I remember that. And so,
2: you know, the mind, the will, the emotions of mm-hmm. of a nation. And what this soul, what the soul of this nation was built on was was the word of God. It was built on the love for Jesus. And so now we're fighting to take it back. And so mm-hmm. we're in, we're in a war and before you can go into any war, any battle, any fight, you got to know who you're fighting first. Amen. Mm-hmm. You can't just go in there just, you know, you got you got your lightsabers, you've got your your swords, you've got everything. I mean, you yeah. got fists ready mm-hmm. and and then you're like, "Okay, great. I'm ready. Who am I fighting?"
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, it, it, you're not going to make much of an impact if you don't know who you're fighting first. You know, mm-hmm. it's like in sports and I'm a I'm a really big sports fan and you know, especially in in football, before they even get to the game, with their opponent, they're watching film. They're, wa- I mean, they're studying key players. They're doing these. Uh, I, I mean, they're going through their week, going, "I'm coming after this guy." Mm-hmm. And it's and it's on yeah. both sides. And they know the way they move. They study the way they move. The way they're, I mean, they got to know the way they look in their jersey when they move a certain way, you know. And they they're ready for their enemy when they go into that game. And so. The Lord began talking to me about this uh, a while back. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I was I was dealing with a situation where somebody had really, really done me wrong. Mm-hmm. And they, they just, you know, just really hurt me yeah. and, and, and tore me down. And every time I would start to think about them, I mean, obviously I'd get angry. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd really be fighting my flesh trying to... Yeah not to be angry at this person, not to have those feelings of hurt, those emotions. And, and the Lord, He showed me this. He said, and, and, and I've heard this scripture, and I, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and jump to this scripture. But, yep. I, and I've heard this my entire life, but in Ephesians six twelve, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places. And so he began talking to me about that, and he said, every time you see this person, every time what they did to you pops up in, in your mind, and you start to dwell on that, I want you to visualize that person. Just look at them as as I'm looking at you right now visualize them, take them by the arms, not pick them up and throw them across the (laughs) room, but pick them up, set them to the side, and then see who's behind them. See what's standing behind them, who is standing behind them.
0: Mm. And
2: when you see that, that's your enemy. And that's who you're fighting. Mm. And so the Lord just began really talking to me about knowing who your enemy is before you can even start to fight. Mm. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. A, a scripture that comes to mind too, because what I often will do, and this, this is kind of a more universal thing. Um, when, when I found myself in those positions too, where it's just like, man, it just is like, it just seems like, whatever I'm laying down at the feet of Jesus is a living sacrifice and it pops off, (laughs) like (laughs) runs away, you know? Uh, And and so it's like, you have to constantly take it and put it back, take it and put it back until it's sometimes until it's gone. Sometimes I've been just like, boom, like been delivered of something instantaneously. I think we've all had experiences like that, but man, there's sometimes where it's like, it's a process. Um, Now a, a question when, when you, were imagine yourself picking them up and setting them aside. Was it, was that, was that a process too? Was that a, a lengthy process or was it, did you immediately feel relief as, as a result of that revelation um, from scripture or what?
2: I mean, obviously it, I, th- I guess it depends on, on the hurt and it mm-hmm. depends on, on the jab that you got because some, some hurt you worse than others. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, And so but but when I started doing that, I began to feel relief. Mm -hmm. I began to feel that that come off of me because I was like, you know, not saying that that person is not to blame because somewhere along the way they did lend themselves to be used. Mm. And maybe maybe it was through their mouth, you know, of something they said, maybe it was, you know, I I don't know the reason, but somewhere along the way, they yielded themselves to be used to hurt somebody. But that goes back to principalities, which is an enemy that we fight. Mm -hmm. Principalities use personalities. And so they're going to work through people. Mm. and they're going to work through certain personalities you know some people have harder personalities than others some people have bolder personalities yeah and and people you know no filter some people have those and and the enemy if you yield any of those because the lord gives you these traits and these personality traits to be used for him and to especially during this time to be bold and to stand up and say things but if you open that door for the enemy to get in, then he's going to use it for him. Oh, man. And so, but at the same time, he's still your enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, I can forgive the person, but I'm fighting him. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I think this is an important thing that we need to know during this time, especially before this year closes. Oh,
1: yeah. It's a big one, especially because, you know, obviously – it's not lost on a lot of people in the world that the it you know we're in like a constant state of division with everything um yeah you know and um it's strange cuz it's not even important things even like right. you know cuz i'm i'm a part of the nerd community i would say you know and even okay. even I, mean, <laughs> like, I forgive you um <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um but even even within Things that we enjoy things that are supposed to bring us joy uh there's division too it's everywhere um you know and uh and so i think this is a very important thing um something that i was thinking about i realized i kind of half started what i was going to say but something that i've always done the lord has has really helped me with is is that I always imagine myself scripture says we can approach the throne boldly. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just Mm -hmm. imagine myself this little box. And I imagine taking all of it, whether it's anxiety or it's anger or it's hurt or it's whatever, putting it all in this box and then placing it at the feet of Jesus. And in exchange for that, his yoke, which is easy and light. um, And uh, a scripture that comes to mind is from first Peter, first Peter five, seven. And I love it. It's, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you.
2: Yes. Amen.
1: And other translations say, cast all your cares Mm -hmm. upon him for he cares for you. I just think it's amazing. Um, and just that whole, uh, not to talk too much, uh, but something that I, yeah, (laughs) something that I, that goes along with what you're saying about forgiveness, about knowing who your enemy is, is, um, when in my early twenties, I was really hurt by somebody. And, um, it was like a relationship that wasn't never fully became a relationship. And it was, yeah. I was led on a little bit. Or at least I felt that way. Um, and I was really hurt. And I remember, I remember I was in India and I was sitting in a rickshaw by myself talking out loud. Cause the guy spoke Hindi. He didn't know what I was saying. And so I was just praying out loud. And I was just frustrated. I said, God, if she would just apologize, I right. could move on. And right. I just, I remember this was a bitter pill to swallow. The Holy Spirit said, May- I think this is probably for somebody out there watching too. You need to forgive them as if they've already said, I'm sorry, because they're not going to apologize. That's and true. and I was just like, oh man, that, w- that hurt. Even though yeah. it was the thing that was going to set me free, it hurt. And yeah. that's a really interesting thing. Because sometimes, I mean, maybe when when you got that revelation was was it kind of hard to separate the person from who your enemy really is? was that a difficult thing to do?
2: yeah, I mean it it definitely it, it can be and it has been harder in different situations mm-hmm. but you know and and going back to to what you said for sure, I have had that experience before with some with someone else, and somebody had. I mean, when I'm talking like made a plan to destroy my life, mm. like that's that's what their plan was. I, I felt like I was in a lifetime movie. Wow! And, <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was bad, and it yeah. I had never been to the brink of borderline hating someone until this situation happened. Wow. I never I, I can't tell you that I actually hated them because there was always that line I'd be like, no, I I would never let that come out of my mouth, mm-hmm. you know, but there was that line and I was like if I just like if somebody blew me from behind I'd cross it. Like that's how oh, that's yeah. how close I was.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the the people disappeared out of my life and every day I mean I mean it was just way on my mind and that's all I would think about and I would just say God, I forgive them by faith. Wow,
0: yeah.
2: I was like, I I forgive them by faith. I said, you know that I can't right now. I I just can't. I'm doing everything, but I forgive them by faith. I'm using my faith Mm -hmm. to forgive them. And every time they would pop in my head, I would say, I forgive them by faith. I forgive them by faith. Two and a half years later, the person that did me so wrong, who I just, I despised them. I didn't care if I ever saw them again for as long as I lived. Walked up to me and apologized. Oh, wow. And And I never knew, like, I didn't even know if I would see them again. Yeah. They walked up to me and they apologized. And in that moment, because I had spoke those things that are not as though they were, in that moment i opened my mouth and i said i forgive you and i meant it 100 percent. and to this day i hold no malice in my heart towards them so don't don't underestimate the power of forgiving by faith even if you can't do that right now even if they no matter how much they've hurt you just say god i forgive them by faith Mm. and just keep moving and god even if you never get that opportunity to to meet that person again it could save your life in mm. the future and so yeah. it, that's an important thing to know
1: man and that's such a beautiful thing to to be able to find yourself in that place um not not everybody gets the uh, the gift of i'm sorry from somebody right. that hurt you we don't right. always get that right. you know no. um and i think it's a really important thing even now i think there are a lot of traps um even within uh, the arena of social media where we see somebody or we you know um, it's easy to disconnect from someone. Um, and yeah. I see a lot of um, I'm sure you see this too I, I see a lot of hatred towards um, our pseudo president you know and and I'm I'm very against what he stands for, but I'm the thought of people, not repenting makes me so sad um and i think that it's such an important that's why this message these things you're talking about are so important because we can't lose sight of human beings you know and um obviously there's there's times when people make their beds and they gotta sleep in them right right um and that's kind of the case with this pseudo president but i'm sad i'm always sad that this is what it came to i think it's important to to look through the lens of compassion versus like,
0: you know, um, thanks for listening. The Elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner. Visit Elijah com slash donate. No, you're
2: you're correct. And, and, and you're right. I mean, a lot of people have a harvest coming to them that they've sown for and it's coming to them and there's nothing you can do about it, Mm -hmm. but you, you might could, and, and they, you know i mean you hate to say that they may deserve it yeah but you know i mean murdering hundreds of thousands of children a year it just can't cannot keep going on without punishment yeah there's got to be repercussions without something coming to you so you know and you just have to pray that maybe before that person takes their last breath that they call upon the name of the Lord yeah, because that's that's what it comes down to mm-hmm. is you don't want them to spend eternity in hell. No matter how much you disagree with them, no matter how much you dislike them and their views. And listen, I am as against, you know who my dad is. I'm yeah. as against everything that this wicked regime is trying to do everything they stand for. I'm anti everything they do. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I I want them out. I want them back where they belong. I I want everything to, to go right back into place. And I know it will. But at the end of the day, I hope that before their harvest comes to them. That they cry out to the Lord and they they understand His yeah. mercy and His grace and mm-hmm. you know and get it at least get a chance to have yeah. a second chance in eternity.
1: Yeah, because I mean I, I would say that's probably where I'm at too. You know, it, yeah. like and that's the best that they'll get from me to be honest. Um, just because I understand, like I said, they made that they made their bed and they you know you gotta you gotta sleep in it. You know, so
2: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, you talking on a subject like this. There, it, it was it was bound to go there at some point. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I'm not afraid. I'm not important. afraid of it. It's it's. No. Uh, and for the record, everybody, I'm not pro <laughs> this administration that's in office right now. Just in case anybody misunderstood what i was saying, that's not what I'm saying at all. No. At all. No. Uh. So, I'm standing with with the Bullocks and everybody else. So. Um, yes. So, you actually had a couple more scriptures that kind of go mm-hmm. along with this theme. So, you we know, highlight some of those.
2: Yeah. So, I, I began to think about and, and study about, you know, when we do fight our enemy. You know, all of these people, like, you know, principalities use personalities. You do have to separate the two. You have to separate. I, I mean, all this that's going on right now. There's a there is a devil behind each person that's that's doing all this. But this is beyond. This is beyond politics, and this is beyond these these are, these are things that we encounter in our everyday life. Mm-hmm. These are these are people you meet at the grocery store. You know that person that cuts you off in line. The uh, I mean the the people who are just they're just not friendly people and you know especially and i know you understand being on a social media platform and and Mm -hmm. having a platform and you encounter all kinds of comments all kinds of all kinds of emails and messages and things (laughs) like that and And, you know, and we're human beings, too. I mean, I don't like to I don't like to read them. I don't like to to read. And and I I bless the people that absolutely are so supportive and so encouraging. And it it Mm -hmm. does mean a lot to me. But, you know, within the 50 comments that are supportive, there's that one.
1: Yeah. And
2: that's the one the enemy will put a highlight on. And you know, it's just like the if you got two thousand thumbs up and you got two thumbs down, mm-hmm. it's like the enemy will get you to totally disregard the two thousand thumbs up mm-hmm. and get you to see. And you're like, who did that? Like, yes. who? Who were the two people? <laughs> and it was probably somebody that didn't like you in high school. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it, you know, it, it's just. But the enemy highlights these things. But you still, at the end of the day have to know who you're fighting. That's right. And you have to, you have to see them. And so a scripture that came to, to my mind was in Mark and when Jesus was casting out, casting out a devil out of somebody. And in Mark 1, through 25, it says, Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And Jesus said sternly, come out of him.
1: Mm.
2: Now, at that moment, Jesus separated the two. And if you'll go through the scripture and you'll find Jesus casting out these devils out of people and you'll, you'll find him calling and freeing people and, and delivering people, he always says, come out of him. Mm. Come, he's talk, He knows who he's talking to He's yep. talking to that spirit And that's the one that, that talked to him first But he heard the difference He didn't tell the man Get down on your knees Repent 50 times Roll around in the dirt You unworthy sinner All this kind of stuff You got to pour the oil over your head all, He just said come out of him mm. And he separated the man himself from that devil that was behind him he picked him up he set him to the side Mm. and he said come out of him and he Mm. spoke to the spirit and every person was delivered
0: Mm.
2: and he I mean he went around delivering healing them all that's what he did but he always separated the two you know it's the same with healing there's a spirit working behind that sickness talk to that that spirit that's behind that that's your enemy if you're sick in your body, speak to that, that demonic power that's pushing that sickness and say, you don't have a right in my life. Get out of here yeah. and talk to that, that spirit because that's what it is. If you could see it, it's a, it's a demonic spirit pushing it. And that is your enemy. And Jesus is our prime example of separating the two. Imagine that, Jesus being our prime example of something. Mm. He, he separated the flesh from the spirit and, and, and spoke into the supernatural and he delivered these people, but he did it in love for that man and for the person, but he spoke sternly to that spirit Mm. and he said, come out of him. And the man was completely delivered.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Um,
2: That was, that was big in me when, when I heard that, I was like, man. Jesus, he knows what he's doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah.
2: Imagine that. What a concept.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I just, I, I, that's, that's a big prayer for me too is, is just having the eyes of Jesus when, when dealing with people. And, and, um, you know, I, I live in the Pacific Northwest and there's a lot of, um, very liberal ideals on full display. Um, often you're inundated with it and, and beat across the head with, um, uh, leftist ideology. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll I'll be completely honest. Sometimes it's, I'm a very compassionate person, but sometimes it can be very difficult depending on where you are to, to have that moment where you can separate the two and you can see them for who they are versus, you know, what they're, um, it's a, it's a real, it's a real challenge, um. But it's one that I think we should always stay committed to, um, yeah. you know? And if you gotta repent, repent, you know? If you've been exactly. harboring bitterness, so.
2: Exactly, uh, un, unforgiveness and, and bitterness and is such a, it's a killer, mm. it, it really is. And it can cause all kinds of damage in your body. And you, you have got to, for your sake, do that. And, and, and for you to keep moving and you to help other people, you've got to, you've got to get rid of it. And I understand it's hard. Like, like I said, we're, we're human beings. We're real people. And so some of these things, they do hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, uh, you know, Brother Jesse Duplantis said one time, he said, you know, you can hurt my feelings, but you can't offend me. He said, I will not let offense come in my life. Wow. And he said, you can't hurt my feelings. Sometimes these comments, these emails, these messages, they hurt. They hurt your feelings. But you can't let somebody offend you for your sake. You can't bring that into your life. Mm. And so you just have to, even if you have to buy or grab a hold of something while you say it, you say, God... I forgive them. I forgive yeah. them by faith. I bless those that curse me mm. and, and and keep moving because that's that's gonna keep you moving. Where yeah. it may stop other people, but you'll keep going.
1: Krista, I feel like um I feel like we should stop for a second and have you pray for people just go as the spirit leads, but walk people through just forgiving maybe someone that they've Taken up offense over um, yeah. right now. And then we can get into the rest of what you're saying. I just feel like yeah. we're going to keep circling around this. And I know yeah. there's some people that are really, really, really feeling this. So go for yeah. it.
2: Well, you know, the Lord says that, you know, He will forgive you for anything that you are willing to ask forgiveness for. And that includes harboring unforgiveness for other people. I don't know what situation you went through. I don't know who hurt you. I don't know what what awful things were done to you. I I don't even pretend to know some of you watching the things that have happened in your life. Mm. But God has a plan for you. Mm -hmm. God has a destiny for you. He's called you. He said, I knew you before you were even formed in the womb. He had his plan for you, and he intends on you to get there. And the enemy knows it too, and that's why he tries to stop you at every cost that he can. He tries to throw unforgiveness, and you may not be tempted with crazy things to go out and do other things and and live a sinner's lifestyle and, and do these things, but you may have had so much hurt done to you. And he says, you know what? I'm gonna use unforgiveness in their life to stop them. And I'm gonna use bitterness in their life. Today is the day to get rid of this. Today is the day of salvation. And all you have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, I release any unforgiveness that I have. And I choose today to forgive if I have aught against any. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Let me reach the fullness of my destiny. Lord, let me reach the call that you have placed. And Lord, I, I thank you right now for the peace that surpasses all understanding to guard my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Lord, give me the strength, Lord, to to stand up against the real enemy. And Father, right now, I release before heaven, before earth, before all of hell and everyone seeing me today, I release unforgiveness out of my life. And I thank you that from this day forward, I am free and thank you for forgiving me. And today I walk in your forgiveness in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Mm, amen. Amen. Guys, this is a beautiful thing.
2: <laughs> yes. So good. Now, now let's move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Um, so something that you said in your notes, I, th- I thought actually I had to reread it like three times because like, whoa, like, let me just like let that sink in. It said, without compassion, you will never see danger. Yeah. Explain that.
2: So I've got to give my mom credit. For that, uh, we were we just got back from a, a ministry trip, and um, we had a situation happen. You know where where people call and they do crazy things and and stuff like that, and and we always train our staff here at at the church and at the ministry to operate in complete and total compassion. No matter no matter what the phone call s- says on the other end, you know no matter what the message is. You have to operate in complete and total compassion. And, buddy, have I had a training class in that this past year. Mm. You know, you've got to operate in that because she said this. My mom, and my mom is a powerful woman of God Mm. and a powerful pastor. And she said, said, without compassion, you will never see danger coming Mm. because if you block... Your spiritual eyes with hate and with bitterness, it's going to block you from seeing the danger that's coming. Mm. But with compassion, when you see through with the eyes of compassion and the eyes of love, and you can speak to a person with compassion, you can speak to a person in love, you can see the danger that's headed into their life you can see danger that's coming towards you because you're looking through the eyes of love versus looking through the eyes of hate where hate is sent as a distraction and a smoke screen to block you from being able to see who the real enemy is Mm. and who and what danger is actually headed your way. So you have to fight through the eyes of compassion also.
1: Man. Yeah, like I said, I was reading that. I was like, dude, this is... This is deep. Um, yeah. I just had never thought of it like that before. Um, you know, so, man, that's that's good. Yeah, that's when really I was good.
2: typing up my, my notes, and, and, and I knew what I was going to talk about. I actually knew it um, about a week or two after our first broadcast together. The I was talking to somebody else, and it actually came out of my mouth. I said, if they ever ask me back on Elijah Fire, I said, I believe this is what the Lord wants me to talk about. And then I never thought about it again. It <laughs> was just like that came out of my spirit. Yeah. And then when I got the email and I said, I said, Lord, is this what you want me to talk about? And it was just bam. And sure enough, my mom had just said that. I was like, this is Perfect. Mm I was like, this goes right along with it. And uh, like like we both said, I think this is a very important subject for people to understand if they're going to continue this walk. And, you know, my dad has gotten the mandate right now to get the people moving, Mm
0: -hmm. get
2: them moving, because if you stay where you are, you know, you may not, you may get caught when, when the sea closes, you may get, you know, you may not make it to the other side but he said get the people moving and i believe that that when we understand our enemy we get rid of unforgiveness bitterness uh, all of this that we've been harboring that is a huge step in the process of getting moving and so we're we're almost out of this year and i agree with you this year has just went by like that yeah and it's nuts. and it's because we've just been running constantly and here we are at the end of the year And, you know, come January of 2022, I want to stay running. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to stay moving. I I don't want to stay. You know, I I love my life. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for where it's at. And and, but I know that God has so much more Mm -hmm. and I don't want to stay where I am. I want to see what else he has because he's the exceeding abundant above and beyond all that Mm -hmm. you could ask or think. So I think this is huge for for us to keep moving.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that I've noticed with, um, especially last year and into this year, there's really and actually funny enough, my wife and I were talking about this last night about how I really feel like there's been a wedge that's been driven behind um, the in between the church as a whole, where there's, you know, you're kind of seeing this sifting process of of believers that are truly wanting acceleration and forward momentum, no wasted energy, you know, Um, and then there's believers that have lived this. They just want a life undisturbed, you know, by God, even sometimes where it's like, no, I I accepted the Lord. I just want to, okay, this is what I want to do. No, I don't want to share my faith. No, I don't want to pray for people. Um, and even just the other day I was, um, there's this restaurant that I frequent. And, um, one of the guys is this Japanese food restaurant that I absolutely love, um, and uh yeah man I love it uh but he had hurt his shoulder and he's the breadwinner for the family um and they're Christians um Mm -hmm. and I he was telling me and I go hey man I was like can I I pray for your shoulder and he stared at me like really weird like (laughs) like he was like and it took him a second and and he's like uh, and I was like I'll just just I was like I've seen a lot of crazy healings. I was like I just I would really like to pray for your shoulder. And he's like, "Oh, uh yeah, yeah." And then I prayed for him and you know, we'll find out how he is cuz I'm going there again today. Um oh, but awesome. uh yeah, but um
0: help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit elijahfire.com/donate and become a partner today.
1: I just think that God is wanting us uh he's I really feel like it has been a sifting process um what we've been through but you know are you for are are you comfortable with being disturbed by by God by the Holy Spirit <laughs> or not and if you're not then that's actually antithetical to what scripture scripture says I mean Paul even says, i no longer live it's christ that lives in me and i think that it's important um it's important to keep that in the forefront of our minds even when it's uncomfortable
2: yeah even when even (laughs) when it's uncomfortable yeah Uh, and you know i and i i did i did put this in in my in one of my points but i believe that and you know this program was was started for those in in our generation. Mm-hmm. Even though you know viewers sifted in from the other, and it's reaching uh, mm-hmm. a, a ton of people uh, of all ages, and yep. it, it's just wonderful. It's just another platform that God has raised up. But speaking to our generation, I believe that this generation. And especially, you know, those that are younger than I am, like my my niece's age and, and things like that. And they need to see the love and compassion of Jesus. Amen. The real love and compassion. Amen. I'm not talking about tolerating sin. I'm not talking about condoning sin. But I'm talking about the love and compassion that Jesus had towards people. And he had towards Sinners. And he, you know, uh, my favorite, and I reference The Chosen a lot, and I, I apologize for that. Never apologize. Actually, you know, I shouldn't have said that. I don't apologize. Yeah. I'm not on the apology no shame. tour. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, is,
2: it is my favorite show. and But in the very first episode, and it has become one of their biggest episodes of all time, and there's even a painting about it now. But at the end, it goes through Mary Magdalene's story. Mm. And it goes through everything. It, what that woman saw that I don't even want yeah. to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to imagine the life she Can you imagine the shame, oh the goodness. hurt? I, I mean, everything. And, and she was possessed. Mm -hmm. And, but all of this was just on her and it was in her and nothing, nothing could get her free at all. It shows the, you know, the Pharisees coming in and, and, you know, the Pharisees come in and they, they're like, or, or the priest and, and they're praying for, and they, they can't, they can't get rid of it. And she's just, you know, she's vomiting you know she's doing all these these different things I mean the the devils are trying to come out but they're speaking they're coming out in the wrong way Mm -hmm. and at the very end it shows Jesus and he calls her by her name and he says Mary and he says I've called you mine And he grabs her and he people forget to or people seem to forget that in that show he was down in the red quarters till he came to find her Mm -hmm. it didn't bother him where he had to go to find her he went to find her and he said Mary and he started quoting the scriptures that her dad had, had told her when she was little and he just grabbed her and embraced her and when he did she was free
0: Mm -hmm. instantly
2: and and you know and then the next episode they say, what happened to you and then my favorite line I was one way and now I'm another and the difference was him Mm. but it was because when he embraced her it was the true love and compassion and mercy of God that could set her free Mm. yelling at her was not going to get her free Yet screaming about everything she had done in her past and things that she had seen. Well, you you've been with this person and you've been with this person and and you've had this and you've had that. And don't you know what you just did last week? Don't you know who you were just with last night condemning her? That was never going to get her free. Mm -hmm. But Jesus came up to her and he called her by her name. And he said, Mary, he said, I've called you mine. Mm -hmm. And when love and compassion reached over that line and grabbed her, she was instantly delivered. And throughout that show, Jesus never talked about what she did in her past again. Mm -hmm. The enemy tried to plague her with it throughout the show, Mm -hmm. and thoughts would come back. She thought about backsliding, different things like that, but true love and compassion never said a cross word to her. And that's what delivered her. And that's because Jesus knew who he was fighting. It wasn't Mary. He was speaking to those spirits that were driving her. But he spoke to her. He separated the two. And he spoke to her and he said, I've called you mine. Mm. And she was delivered. That's what's going to deliver people during this time. That's Mm. what's going to bring in the, the billion soul harvest. You know, how, how dare we be so critical and condescending and judgmental towards people? You know, there are, now now take into consideration, there are people who do not want to get free. Yeah. They don't want to. And you could pray for them and you could pray for them and you could scream at them till you're blue in the face. But they have to want to because it's a personal choice. But the majority of the people, see like in that show, Mary wanted free. She wanted free of that of that mm-hmm. torment. Even though it didn't look like it in her everyday life and what she went through that she wanted to be free, but she did. And and there are people that, that don't, but when you the majority of people, they really do. They want to be free of mm-hmm. the things that hold them down and the chains that they're bound in. And at some point in time, where in the world did we forget the love and grace and compassion of God that was extended to us to change our life and to pull us we were once sinners we've done things we're not proud of you know I've done things I'm not proud of but where Mm -hmm. would I come off looking at somebody and judging them for their past Mm -hmm. when I cried out to God and said God forgive me yeah. I, I repent for this and he came down and he said Krista I've called you mine mm. and, and it, you know it sets you free and we are his mouthpiece we are to be just like he was in that show and minister the true love and compassion to these people no matter what they've done and no matter what they're doing and what they're bound up in one of the biggest things that aggravates me the most is preferring one sin over another oh yeah saying you know why do we deliver why why do we celebrate and run around the building when a uh, somebody bound up in drugs gets delivered but when a homosexual who wants to get delivered comes down to the front we say well praise god praise praise god Lord, I hope they don't go back
0: yeah, to that lifestyle. We,
2: we need to be running around the building because it's all it. It, it all starts as a flesh addiction, anyways. All mm-hmm. of it, every bit of it. No, no matter whether it's drugs, alcohol, whether it's homosexuality, it's all a flesh addiction. The enemy mm-hmm. draws your flesh, and yeah. eventually it becomes a spiritual thing because you begin a lifestyle of it. And Mm -hmm. so you have to speak to that spirit. We need to celebrate everyone's delivery. Mm. We need to celebrate them all because all that world is is a, a world of evangelists that the enemy has tied up and bound up why do you think they're so proactive about everything Come they on. do? they're so outspoken they'll hold up they're not afraid to stand out in the middle of the street and hold up posters and 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 take and take pride marches down the street and all this and and we can't run around the building they're evangelists. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, that's what they were called to do. You know, mm. I've heard my dad speak to people before and say, do you know that you know you're an evangelist, right? And they'll say, yes, I was called that when I was little. I was called that. That's just like Jesus speaking to Mary and saying, Mary. He spoke to her. He said, I've called you mine. And it, and when they embraced real love, because all that lifestyle is is a... It's a a perverted version of love. It's Mm -hmm. not the real version of love. But you don't know what that person's been through and you don't know who hurt them and you don't know the unforgiveness and everything that they harbor in their heart and the things that they have to deal with. So no matter the sin, no matter what this person's living through, fight that spirit, quit fighting the person Mm -hmm. because you're never going to get them free. If you constantly are condemning them and constantly downing them. I had a girl call me the other night and and I'm pretty, and, and she and I were good friends for a long time and and she I believe she has kind of gotten into the occult and gotten into a lot of things in that mm. lifestyle and I don't agree with anything she does
0: mm-hmm. and we
2: quit talking for for a long time. And not too long ago, but I never treated her any way differently. Mm-hmm. I never. I mean, now if she'd have asked me, "Do you believe in this? Do you think this is right? Do you think this is wrong?" I would have told her straight up. Yeah. But I'd have done it with every bit of love I could have possibly mustered up because I care for her soul. I want to see. I, I want to see her spend eternity with me. Yeah. But not too long ago, she called me asking me for prayer. Wow. And I said, "Now I said, no matter what she's into." I said, "Who does she call for prayer?" I said, "She didn't go to these other people that are doing the, the crystal rocks and all yeah. these kinds of stuff." Right. And, you know, I didn't when when I answered the phone. I didn't say, "Hey, why are you doing this mess? Why, why are you into this lifestyle?" You know look, who yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> look who it is! Yeah,
2: look who it is! Witchy woman! Like, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't answer the phone like that. I told her I loved her. Mm -hmm. And, and she asked me for prayer and I, I have people I know in, who are bound up in all kinds of different things. And if I see them out somewhere, I'll hug them. I'll Mm -hmm. tell them I love them because I do. I love the person. There's got to become a, there's got to come a point where we truly act out, whether we say we love the person, but hate the sin. Yeah. Yeah there's got to come a point where you actually practice what you preach mm-hmm. is loving the person and hating the sin. Because if we're ever going to win this, this billion soul harvest that's coming in, revival ain't going to look like what a lot of people thought it would come look on, like.
1: preach it. There's yeah.
2: going to be a lot of people coming in who you, you probably wouldn't have let in your church. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, people, nope. when they want delivered and when people get, you don't have to worry about what these people are into. If they run to God and they truly give everything they have over to him, let him take care of the rest. You know, I, I mean, people say, well, that person, I saw them in church and they was smoking a cigarette outside the church. That ain't your business. <laughs> that, that's none of your business. Maybe yeah. it, maybe they didn't get delivered on the spot like you. Maybe, maybe they didn't get delivered from alcoholism on the spot like you. Sometimes it may not be next week before the person gets delivered. May, it may not be the next year. But if yeah. they're seeking after God and they're running after God with yeah. everything that they have, He will take care of the rest. And the closer you get to God, the further the desires for other things Mm -hmm. go away. Mm -hmm. And so let's not be so quick to judge because you might want to have that same person that you didn't want to minister to on the street because you didn't like the way they look. You didn't like the tattoo over their eye and all this. (sighs) Maybe the person you want standing on the front line with you when it comes time to fight. And you, you want to see them in heaven and say, you know, man, I, uh, God said, now, aren't you glad you spoke to them? Mm. <laughs> aren't you glad you spoke? Because look what they did. Mm. Look what, look what they did. And and if, if I've got a, a couple minutes just to say, of course. say something else, Yeah. you know, I had, um, I had a person, uh. One of those back to those comments. I love how they just keep popping up in this in this broadcast. <laughs> but, it's a theme,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: it is. Well, it's knowing your enemy. Yeah. And uh, somebody commented a couple years ago. I had been invited to um, do a performance during uh, the CMA Festival in Nashville. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so and of course, I think it was like three songs and and my parents were were with me also. And and we were we were playing all all acoustically and everything. And um, so I had to pick a uh, I had to pick a secular cover song to do also uh, uh, along with the originals. And so and not all secular music. It, secular music is of the devil. There mm-hmm. are positive songs, yep. and positive messages, mm-hmm. because God will speak anywhere He can get an audience. Amen. And so I, I picked a very positive song, a very uh, a very clean song. Every, I mean, you know, it nothing bad about it. I think Jesus was probably jamming. <laughs> and so, not too long ago, now this was like two years ago. Yeah, and. And we we actually we did uh, we did two other songs, and one of them my dad actually told the whole plan of salvation, and and so where we had to perform, and if you've ever been downtown Nashville, you know that everything downtown Nashville is a bar, everything mm. like there's besides maybe the Grand Ole Opry or the Ryman itself. I mean everything is a bar down mm. there on on that main strip, so during CMA Fest that's where they have everything and so we we went in there and you know we just we did what we do mm-hmm. and somebody commented not too long ago I was working late and all of a sudden this popped up on my phone and I just looked and it said I don't think that rock and roll has anything to do with Jesus and then I was like okay well number one I knew this is where it was going yeah uh, you don't watch the 11th hour yeah but, um, yeah yeah <laughs> But then they said their next comment. They said, um, "They said, is is that a bar? Are those mixed drinks? Please tell me the answer is no to both." And so I just said, and I really, I felt the Tabasco start running through my body. I was like, I mean, I was getting, I, I mean, it was late. I was working late. I was like. Lord yeah. and, and usually I don't respond to mm-hmm. things like that. But I asked the Lord, I said, I th- I said, how? How would you respond to this? And I commented back and I said, you know, my favorite quote from Jesus is, It's not the healed that need a doctor, it's the sick. Mm. And I said what I said, we had the honor of being invited to CMA Fest a couple years ago. I said, but what this clip doesn't show is the altar call that was given and the lives that were changed mm. and the people that came up and I mean, the people that were weeping
0: and mm-hmm. that, that
2: came up. And I said, you know, uh, part of that, and I, I, I don't even, I may have deleted the comment. I don't know. But I thought to myself, you're not part of the solution. Yeah. You're part of the problem yeah. because Jesus, he, you know, speaking of the chosen in the scene that that line was in, he was at, at Matthew's house for dinner and the the Pharisees come by and they said, they're a tax collector, a prostitute, mm-hmm. uh, all these different people. Yep. And he said, he said, is it not the sick that need a doctor? And I I mean, it was just, that was just his response. Listen, you may not have, you may not have the boldness and you may not have the strength in you, maybe from a lifestyle you came out of to go in to all the world and preach the gospel all the world but don't diss and don't down and and discourage the ones who God has called to mm-hmm. go into all the world and preach the gospel because revival is coming and there are those that is supposed to go out and get them and bring them in what? and who ain't, who ain't scared of what they look like mm-hmm. they're not scared that maybe when they ministered to them they had a drink in their hand mm-hmm. you know when maybe Maybe the, before they led them to the Lord, they were had the mouth of a sailor, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it. you cannot be afraid of that. And maybe those that are not called to go there, that's fine. I'm not saying mingle in that lifestyle. I'm not saying tolerate it. I'm not saying go and hang out in those places on the weekends. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. But if God tells you to go, yeah, go, because yeah. just like Jesus in that episode— he went down to the Red Quarters, and he said, "I don't do anything that I don't see my father do, and I don't say anything that I don't that I don't hear him say." And just at, in that show, it portrays that he went down there because mm-hmm. he was looking for Mary, Come on. and Mary was delivered, and she became an asset in that show. And we mm-hmm. read about her in the scripture. Mm-hmm. I mean, and she became a, a powerful woman of God. So mm. don't don't despise and discourage those that God has called to do that because you're going to be glad that those those people had the strength to go into those places and the boldness to stand up and deliver these people because those people are who you want fighting alongside you when that mm. time comes.
1: Mm. Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, and I think that this is something that, um maybe this is a message to older generations you're gonna see unconventional ways of reaching the lost yeah. uh accelerate and it may yeah. make it may make you and maybe you're not even part of the older generations and you're in our generation but you have a hard time um you know thinking outside the box god yeah. is on the move and he's going to use everything. And it's just going to accelerate. So those times of using rock songs, you know, secular rock songs, or, um, you know, using a movie reference, uh, to, to illustrate the gospel or illustrate something like you're going to, and it might be from a movie that you've deemed as not, you know, that's not of God. Um, you're going to see that more and more and more and more and more. And I'm seeing it already accelerating. And I know you are. Um, and so I think just because something makes us uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong and i think that it's important to look at so instead of maybe for instance like say say with you that i would say maybe the correct method should have been especially given who you run with you know you run with your dad (laughs) your mom you know very very strong men and women of god and i think that it's important to look at that as well and be like you know what i take issue with this but I'm going to look at the fruit of her right. life. And right. I think that that's an important thing to look at as well. And and, yeah. and to look at Krista and say, you know what? I want to come alongside that. I want to pray right. for her. I want to pray for wisdom for her. I want to pray right. for, for um you know, revelation. I want her to actually know the correct path to take, not the one that I right. think she should take. And I think right. that um, that's why scripture says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, which is yeah. uh hard to do sometimes. It's a lot of
2: pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and and you yeah. know, I don't want and listen, I, I don't want the viewers to, to get me wrong. I am not along with and on board with the we we accept everyone and right. all this and because yeah. I said at the beginning I'm not talking about tolerating things. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about changing lives. Yeah. Yes, we yes. want people to come as they are, but we want them to leave the way God wants them to mm-hmm. be. And that that should be the message of salvation and the message of deliverance. Not we're not preaching a, a tolerating message. We're mm-hmm. preaching a deliverance message. That's right, that's right. And so that that is the, the ship that I'm on board with and mm-hmm. the tour that I'm on. Amen. Seeing souls delivered and people people saved from an eternity in hell that was never created for them to be. And, and I want see I want people to see who God has called them to be. Mm. And so you spoke to our older generation. I want to speak to the younger one. You don't have to cut your hair. You don't have to wipe your makeup off. Go to Ulta and get all your makeup that you wear. <laughs> Put it on. I'm, I wear some. I'm wearing a leather jacket. I play guitar, I play bass, I play drums. There's a lot of people back in the day said women couldn't do that. Yeah. I ride a motorcycle. I do these things, you know? I, I watch sports, I, I, but I love God and I love Jesus with all my heart. And he, it is the coolest lifestyle that you could ever be in and all he wants you to do is, is come as you are so that he can put you on the path and make you and shape you into the person that he wants you to be. And you know what that is? It's you mm. and it's you just like you are because he created you unique because if you fit in with the rest of the world, how are you going to stand out? Right. So just come on. If you had reservations, come on. Mm. Here is your sign. Mm. Amen.
1: Yeah, we'll pray for those people, Krista.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, Father God, Lord, we, we just come to you right now, Father Lord. And, and we we pray, Lord, first of all, we pray for the ones, Lord, who have been bound up, Lord, in, in religion. Lord, those that have been bound up in, in an idea or a look of of what of what you have called them to be father and they can't see outside of a box Lord, I ask you right now that you open their eyes to see Mm -hmm. the the will, Lord, and the will of your people, Father, and and what you have called people to do during this time. Lord, this is not business as usual during these days. Lord, we need the older saints. We need the younger saints. Father, and so I ask you right now for the older generation, we break those chains of religion. Mm -hmm. We break that bondage that's holding them from seeing the truth and seeing what god is doing during this time and lord i thank you that they will be holding the hands of the young and dancing with them and shouting with them and and going as we go together lord and that as we fulfill what you have placed us here on this earth to fulfill now lord right now i pray for lord those in my generation and younger Father, that right now that they would have the boldness to stand up, Lord, and be them no matter the cost Mm -hmm. and no matter the criticism that they get. No matter the, the the backlash that they get, Lord, that they stand up, Lord, and that they be their unique self, Lord, that you called them to be, you created them to be. Lord, long hair, tattoos, piercings, musicians, all, all around, actors, actresses, writers, uh, all of the above, Father, that, that you just start bringing them out, Lord. We call them from the north, the south, the east, the west, come into the kingdom God hath need of you your sons and, and your daughters those that have prayed for your children to come in start calling them in I stand in agreement with you Amen. today I'm according to Matthew 18 and 19 that this shall be done Amen. and we call them in we speak to the calls of those who are evangelists and we say wake up the call of evangelism in your life. Wake it up and we break the bondage of this homosexual spirit that's over you. We break this and we sever it today and we decree and declare that your eyes, that they be open, your ears be open. Lord, I pray right now those that are bound up in drug addictions and those that are bound up in alcoholism and Lord, any kind of flesh addiction, we break that hold over them today Satan you have you've held them too long and they are sons and daughters of God and they should be loosed today and so Lord we loose them and Mm -hmm. we let them go because the Lord hath need of them Lord I ask you that you send the perfect laborer across their path Father somebody you know who everyone will listen to so Father I ask you whether it's me whether it's Jeff whether it's another stream Mm -hmm. whether it's somebody on the street in a restaurant lord send somebody by their path lord that they can they can be an example of the true grace love and mercy that you extended to us the same that saved us and pulled us out of the grave and saved us from a devil's hell lord that you you would send somebody to extend that to them also and, Lord, we thank you for this army that is coming in. And, Lord, I ask you right now just to let us come together, Father, so that we can fight our true enemy, quit fighting each other. We break this division in our churches. We break this division in, in our, our groups, and our families, in our relationships. And, and we call forth a coming together of the saints. In, in the church, in our uh, coming together of the families, coming together of relationships. Father, that people begin to see who the real enemy is, Lord, and that they can fight them together. And so, Lord, I I know that we are stronger together than we are apart. And so, Lord, I thank you for this army that's coming in. And, Lord, I look forward to seeing all all the wonderful colors, all different colors, shapes and sizes, everybody Mm -hmm. coming in together. And we give you glory and honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And so be it. Mm. Hallelujah.
1: Amen. Yes. That's yes. what I'm talking about. Oh yeah! <laughs> Come
2: on, Harley riding women, I, yeah, I need you. Bring
1: it on! <laughs> yeah. So, Krista, um, how can people, uh, how can people follow you specifically?
2: Uh, so I have uh, two different uh, social media platforms, and uh, I am working on that YouTube channel, Jeff. I'm wor- I'm working on it. Come on now. But uh, but right now, you can go to if you have Instagram. I'm on there as Krista J Bullock, and the same on Facebook, Krista J Bullock, just as it's written. And like I said at the very beginning of the program, you can tune into the 11th Hour on the Robin D Bullock YouTube channel and also Church International and and uh be in service with me there.
1: Mm, what time of the services for Church International and Local? Church Dollar?
2: International is ten forty five AM Central Time. And the 11th hour is on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time. The 11th hour is a closed broadcast uh, so that we can let the prophet hear what God is saying. And But Church International at 1045 uh, a.m. Central Time. If you're ever in our area in Warrior, Alabama, come on. Come be with us. I would love to see you and love to be with you in person.
1: Do it. Do it. Yes. Well, Krista, thank you so much. Uh, oh, it was again. really, really, really great. Um, oh, praise God. We yeah. give God the glory. Amen. 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 So, um, everybody be blessed. Do yes. something you love today. God bless.
0: This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.